I don't listen to what people say Cause you talk a lot don't really mean you know the way Out here on my grind cause I'm trying to elevate Get up in the morning, hit the ground and meditate Ready for my day, got a plan, I don't need to wait Mind clear, energy, and I'm feeling great It's a good life, it could be another way To me it's everything, never just another day Nah Welcome, Welcome to, to the No Titles Necessary Podcast. podcast. It's your boy. To- That's right. You were supposed to go first that time. <laughs> My bad. I forgot. Let's do it one more time. Okay? You ready? You stop fucking with me. It's okay. All right. Come I on. forgot. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the No Titles Necessary, Necessary podcast. podcast. It's your girl, hot motherfucker, Toddy, actress, model, extraordinaire. And it's your boy, Demir, Mr. Godava. <laughs> <Ooh>. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we talk from the streets to the politics. And from the bed to the boardroom, baby. <laughs> okay. What's going on, Toddy? What, what you got? Why you be having issues with my with my sayings? Can listen, I, can I listen. Be who I, am? I don't got an issue with what you're saying. I got an issue with when you're saying it, you got to look at me when you say it. <laughs> like you're saying it with intentions. Like it's for me. Like you digging into the depths of my soul. I'm just trying to be smooth like you. You know how you come out. Godava ain't got nothing on ganache, the, the, way, the way you say that, extraordinaire. <laughs> I be having a book, Cadaver. Oh, yeah, you, what? You know, okay, let me what be with my chocolate over here, my chocolate self. Rich what? chocolate you self. You ain't the so only one chocolate? I said, I'm rich chocolate. Whatever. Um, so, how you doing today, Toddy? I'm feeling amazing. I'm feeling amazing. I had a wonderful time last night. You know, um, I helped last night cater with the Queen of the Kitchen mm. at the New Spot Mo's, um, Mo's Space, MIA. Okay. So, um, I'm going to big him up and talk your shit. But oh, okay. I danced all night and I had a good time. And, um, yeah, bitch woke up a little soul, but I'm okay, though. I'm happy. <laughs> That's what it's about. Listen, dancing and skating are the best workouts. You I get know. Because you don't feel it. Until the next day. Until the next day. True. So how are you feeling? I thought you was, was going to forget about me. I wasn't going to forget look, about you. I feel special. I'm feeling good. Look, extra, okay, extra focus. No, I'm feeling good. Extra focus. Um, Thankful for the, the the people around me, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, who who are just as focused and motivated as I am. So that's mm-hmm. always encouraging, you know. Mm-hmm. That means that we're about to do big things, manifest great that's things. Right. So that's right. you know, yeah, that's how I'm feeling. Good. So let's my, manifest with, with my Godiva self. <laughs> Listen, if you gonna be Godiva, you gotta say that shit right, okay? I said it right. But but with my Godiva self, you you put a little. Well, you put the city boy uh, version on it. That's what it is. Now we're going back to the city girl. Uh, City boy, I said city you boy did? version. Yeah, it's all in your head. No, I said city boy. I know, but I'm talking about the what was the, the Siri the thing. Siri. Yeah. <laughs> all right, y'all. Welcome to episode eleven. Eleven. Eleven of them. We been things. putting in that work. Eleven of them things. Shit, we be going so fast, y'all. Like we been hitting episode after episode because it be hot. <laughs> <laughs> so we be, <laughs> we trying to get the fuck up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we welcome y'all to episode 11 where the title episode is 11. Ain't Worth the Time. time. Ain't is worth it worth the time? The time. Listen, we're going to go ahead and in a way that you're probably not thinking, but we're going to wait till that time to get into it, to get into it. But right mm-hmm. now, we're going to go ahead and get into our first segment, and we know what that is. Talk your shit. Talk your shit. You better talk your shit. Oh, shoot. You ready to talk your shit first? I, I, I'm ready to talk my shit. It looks like ready you're ready because you already gave a little glimpse about who you're about to yes, talk about. So yes. go ahead and get into it. So I want to talk my shit today about Mo Space MIA. It's in Miami Gardens, and it is a wonderful spot. So I'm just going to let y'all know right now, if y'all looking for um, a business meeting to create like your own business meeting, pop-up shop, you just want to vibe or have a birthday party, baby shower, any kind of family function, whatever's on your mind to create. Give him a call. 
Okay, because the space, he has the space if you got the time. And um, he's located on 16190 Northwest 27th Avenue in Miami Gardens, Florida. Um, the number is 786-648-9002. Now, the brother's space is so nice. It is a, a wonderful space. Listen, we all know that we done been in some places, y'all. We be trying to support some people. And sometimes the, the, the spaces are not always the best, but we, you know, we patriotizing. You know what I'm saying? So, wait, is Did that a word? Did I say patriot? <laughs> patriot, what's the word? Patronize. Wait, so what's the word? That's not the right word. Patronize. 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 Because we're patrons. Patronizing. They go get your ass when they. No, no, for real. I'm. I swear. You got it. You good. What was it? Encyclopedia. So what what did I say? None of that. Patriotize? Just I say patriotize. They I heard patri- you on the record. Anyway, <laughs> if you want to get this man some motherfucking business, y'all call him, okay? Fucking Go up. ahead and get your pen. I'm telling you, the word is so freaking close. What's the word when somebody fucking with you? Can what's I talk that my word? shit now? But what's that word? <laughs> huh? Patronize? No, she talked like when you agitate somebody. Antagonize. You think? Yes. Yeah, antagonize them. No, no but it's, it's another word. word. Yeah, it's a patri- she, Um... Keep going. Okay, so we gonna keep because everybody confused because I. No, she It ain't confused. just me. It ain't just me. We didn't use the word. It word-er. ain't just shut your ass. Um. So anyway, always when I'm bigging up my talk, always. my shit, you always want to fuck. You mess fucked with. up. Uh, don't do fuck. Tell me I fucked up. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, so go to Mo's Space M I A, y'all. It's a wonderful spot. I mean, I was there last night and it was a. They had a poetry night, and Analogy was there, and May Rain was there, and G.S. Cole was there. So it was a lot of entertainment. And when I tell you I enjoyed myself, y'all, is a beautiful space. So if you look at the book of space, just go ahead and call him. Old school. Just make that phone call, and he'll make sure he'll accommodate anything you need, all right? They got so, a website they can check out? Um, Right now, since it's a new, a new venue, I would have to get back with everyone on that because right now he just has a call in. We'll post system. it on our page. Just make sure yeah. y'all following our social media pages and um, we'll be posting that on our talk <clears throat> our shit segments that we highlight. Yes, yes. Big up, big up. Can I talk my shit now? Go ahead and talk your shit. You've been talking <laughs> shit the whole time. So go ahead and talk some shit. Talk your shit. All right, I'm gonna talk my shit. <laughs> I'm gonna big up. I want to. I want to sprinkle a little black girl magic in this uh, talk your shit segment on the day. I want to talk about Dudley's Professional Services, aka DPS. All right, Dudley's Professional Services LLC, rather. All right, DPS is a certified minority woman-owned business located in South Florida and Atlanta, Georgia. DPS has been providing community outreach, construction administration, project management, project control. Pr- Permitting and technical services since 2010. DPS has worked on contracts ranging from $1.5 million to $80 million. The president, Dudley Etienne Harvard, earned her BA in construction engineering technology from the FAMU in Tallahassee, Florida. Holding several project engineering positions in commercial construction in the areas of education, parks and recreations, hospitality, and healthcare facilities. DPS has experience within the professional and construction sector. The team at DPS are knowledgeable and professional, as on their website it says, and I quote, we've created a team that display creativity and quality with all assignments given. Our most pride takes place when we can be of assistance to small businesses and large businesses, end quote. So if y'all want to get in touch with 
this black girl magic and all she doing over there at DPS. You can holler at them on their website at DudleyServices.com. Why are you fucking up my talk your, your shit? spit fucking up your talk your shit. You... <laughs> She, so you gonna intentionally mess up mine? No, I just when I was laughed. smoothly going through mine. Listen, I laughed. Now, if you want to reach Dudley uh, <laughs> DPS, like you can reach home. them on their website at DudleyServices.com. That's D U D L Y S E R V I C E S dot com. Dudley Services. You can reach their telephone number at three zero five. 816-6470 and if you want to email them you can email them at admin at dudleyservices.com while she over here being an asshole when I'm talking my shit I'm done talking my shit big ups big up now we about to get into it it's about that, that time. time you ready to get into this I'm ready to get into it oh you need to pull your cup and then you want to get into this I, I think I want to pull my cup but I ain't got time so it's okay you sure but we've already started. It's about that time. 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 It's about that. It's about that. Hey, hey. We about to get into it. Y'all already know the main topic of the day on this episode 11 is ain't ain't worth the time. Ain't worth the time. It just ain't. Ain't. It ain't worth it. Or is it? Is it? And today, basically, we want to talk about when you pass up on a perfect opportunity because you judged it by the appearance in that moment. Yep. Mm. Been there before. Wasn't worth your time, huh? Something that could come back to bite you later. But we're going to go ahead and get into this and then we'll touch on that topic. Of, you know, probably in the CYA and the mind food. Um, sure, why not? Um, What we doing? We good? Mm-hmm. We cheer? Cheers? I just wanted to spread Salud. the love. We saluting over here? Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get into this, ladies and you gentlemen. What do you, what, what are you reach for? Are you, do you want that? Do you want it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're just getting ready over here, y'all. We're getting ready to get into this topic already. Stated, ain't worth the time. So ain't what you got to say on that? When well, people I... passing up on a perfect opportunity because they judging it by their appearance at the moment. You know, I guess for me, I am not a very judgment, uh, judgmental person. So <laughs> for me, I <laughs> can't really say... Um, that I necessarily felt that way. But um, what I can say is that I have passed up opportunities before or passed up something that I thought wasn't worth my time, but not so much because of the aesthetic or the appearance of it. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? It was more like my intuition didn't lead me in that direction, you know, or it was something about the situation that just had me feeling on edge. And that could be fear transitioning into lack of trust for that person. Also, so it's right. just kind of like that was kind of like why sometimes I couldn't say yes to something, you know. So does it? I, I guess if you only really know it was a great opportunity if you go back and reflect, or you you or come across it again, yeah, right. So you got to come across it again and be like, oh, damn, gosh, dog, I should have did it. It's kind of <laughs> like that picture on social media where the the women like the gangsters in high school. And they mm-hmm. passed over the nerds, and then later and on then in life, the nerds are the CEO, like, the business women. And we like, what? And that same boy you who know? you was on in high school, mm-hmm. now he ain't doing nothing with yeah. himself. Sorry, no good. Thank dude. God, I'm ha- I'm happy I haven't ha- had that happen mm-hmm. to me in a sense of um, you know, because I I do have like a kind of approach on life where if it's meant to be, it'll come back to me, kind of thing. Or I have like this mentality that um, 
if it feels right, I go with it. If it don't, it's even though it might have given me everything, mm-hmm. like the money or the fame or whatever, it was like it was something about that situation that wasn't right for me at the time. Right. So the only, you know, that that brought a question up to me when we said we were going to do this topic. I asked the question: Is regret the emotion? So regret is the emotion after. You for don't, some people. You don't, right. For some people. Mm-hmm. Regret is the emotion, though. After Regret right. itself is considered an emotion that you have after you didn't do something. Right? Right. So what is the feeling called prior to making the decision? Because I think that is what needs to be identified so that regret doesn't exist. Do I you think get what it, I'm I saying? I think it goes on perception in itself, though, like... um the, the guy who wants the trophy girl, but the trophy girl is so shallow on the inside, but you you wanted that shell, and you thought that mm-hmm. shell was good for you, but the shell was actually nothing. It was, it was just empty. the shell. Right. right. The guys who we know that, that have these... Uh, and women. Yeah. Oh, no, no. It go, I can yeah, only speak on what ways. I know on, yeah. Yeah, on, 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 a lot on of male women. perspective. Mm-hmm. But in that, like, that's what it was going back to. Like, how do you know it was a great opportunity, or how do you know you would have regretted it? Because you said... You said something key. You said, yo, you, you're the type of person that if it passes you, that you believe is going to come back around, right? Or, no, in some no, situations. No, no, I know some yeah, situations. I'm just yeah. going somewhere with this. Mm-hmm. But I, I, in that, I feel that on certain things. But in other areas, I feel that if you miss out on the opportunity, it's not going to come back. It's going to pass to the next person. Exactly. And so I believe that our decisions um, affect us in decade spans. Mm-hmm. So it's like it may come back, but it may take 10 to 15 years to come exactly. back around for you to get it. So now you kind of put that dream that mm-hmm. you that you pursuing is now is delayed and you may give up on it within yep. that 10 years but it came from a decision that you didn't make or you didn't jump on mm-hmm. that opportunity you know so yeah i've been in that especially well and not not so much in the acting industry because like i said me um i don't even think i'm not gonna say i'm not a candidate for this topic but because the way i move I'm sure I have may have missed something. Right. I'm sure because everybody may have missed something. And it may have been something little. It could have been little. Right. Um. But for me, I'm usually the one that jumps, even if it's not such a good idea. And I I have the ability to, I have the ability to find something great out of that situation. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. Like say for instance, I did a lingerie show about four years ago. Right. Um, I was the creative director for the whole show. I created about eight or nine scenes out of the show. So y'all was assed out the whole show? Yes, ass titties, you name it. It was a lingerie show, but because I'm, I like to do it classy. Where's my invite? It was, um, where was your invite? Mm, go ahead. I think I did. I, Negative. I don't remember. But anywho, it was about four years ago. And um, <clears throat> it was, a, you know, it looked like a great thing to do at the time because me and the girl collaborated with her lingerie line and then my creative expertise and we put the show together. But nevertheless, you know, I don't believe in all that trash talking, you know, but it didn't work out. But what came from the project itself, for me being dedicated to the process and through the project, everything else after that, our videos went to 12.12K views. Mm -hmm. It was like... It was a big thing. To this day, I'm still getting notifications after four years. So it was a big deal. People but, that, are, but that wasn't a missed opportunity, though. That was an opportunity that you actually you I actually moved jumped on. on right. But there was still some regret. But I turned it around and made positive things happen within that moment of, damn, I shouldn't have did it. You get what I'm saying? Okay, so I, I think... <clears> so I, think, I can't I can't speak on the... You, you, you can, but let me, let me break it to you like this. So say when I was... My senior year in high school, mm-hmm. I was getting ready to go to college and we had signing day, something called signing day. For those who don't know you, you go visit 
your the top colleges that's recruiting you. They fly mm-hmm. you in. They take you all around the campus. They show you know things like that. So when you have those options, that's I think more or less that's when you know you missed out on a good opportunity when you had options, right? right. If it was the only thing that you had to do at that moment, or that was the only door that was open, you're going to maximize it. You're going to take the good out of it. You're mm-hmm. going to you're going to, you're going to do what you can, you know, working with what you have. But when you have options, that's when this this title comes in, right? Mm-hmm, so you get mm-hmm, what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. say. Okay, I, I had North Carolina State, I had University of Minnesota, I had uh, Michigan State, I had uh, Central Florida, I had all these colleges, D1 colleges, and options just laid out, you know, at the house, coaches, mom cooking for them, just, you know, it's a good time, so it's like, alright, so what, what decision are you going to make on signing day, on February 2nd, that first Wednesday? I end up signing the University of Minnesota, retrospect, I think I passed on a better opportunity. Which would have been North Carolina. Why State. did you choose that versus um, what was your better option? Did you know it was a better option before you chose? Like what what made you choose what you chose? Um, I think Minnesota was a great option to be honest with you. Like I, I should have stayed there even. Co- I shouldn't even came back to Florida International. But when I was weighing out the options at that time, um, Minnesota was a running team. North Carolina mm-hmm. State was a passing team. They had Philip Rivers there, you know, the quarterback in the NFL right now. So it was. I was looking at that landscape like, man, if I go there, I'm not going to get that many rushes. Not mm-hmm. knowing that things can change when you go there. Right, just go off right. what you feel. But you my heart it. was telling me to go to NC State, but my mind kept saying, we're in the Big Ten. You're playing Michigan, Michigan State. You're playing all these Ohio States. Man, I want to go out there too. Like, So it, it was it was a matter that um, I was a young boy. Um, I didn't have understanding of the business of college football. And mm-hmm. I didn't have counsel. Like, it was like everybody was telling me, you make the decision. This is the next four years of your life. And I'm kind of like, I don't know what to do. I don't know yeah. where to go. And I'm asking y'all, where do you feel where I should go? Like, yeah. So when I go and sign to Minnesota, now everybody come back right. and retrospect. Oh, you should have did. You should have did. Should've did. Should've did. I hate that shit. Shut the hell up. I, I hate that you, shit. I right? shut them down right away because you should have told me what the hell to do. I was. Right. I don't ask you unless I know. Right. I mean, if I didn't, you know, if I knew the choice to make, I wouldn't ask you. Because apparently right. I'm in a position where I needed help. So, so Minnesota is like what you're saying. It, it, it was something I, I, I tried to make work and I should have made it work a little further. But in retrospect and all that I know business wise, mm-hmm. my heart was telling me in the right place. NC State. Right, because right. everything economically, <clears throat> like the, the location, like everything was there. Like even was it there after d- career. But it wasn't there during the decision making process. I didn't have an understanding. Didn't have an understanding. I couldn't identify Got certain it. things. I couldn't see it. So when we're talking about ain't worth the time, I think that's what's the biggest thing with us. We don't have understanding of certain things or how right. the cycles so of life do. work or right. how the person. Like we kind of got to have it written in every or, single aspect to actually be like, oh, okay. It, or how about just but sometimes, no, think you know, about those successful cases that they make the right decision <clears throat> because they have good guidance, guidance around them yes. they got good counsel and so yeah. when you're talking about ain't worth yeah. the time we're talking about a mental that that is developed on on solely i got to survive i got to make this decision i got yeah. to do this i have to do this and it's mm-hmm. never relying on the people around you right it's to help self- you make that it's decision it's a selfish kind of thing where you think i gotta make it happen i gotta and because you know a lot of times people are afraid to ask for outside influences because you have you have the percentage of people that's going to be yay and a percentage that's going to be nay. And I think that's what kind of makes it harder, too. The more mouths in the in, in the in the decision-making process makes it harder to decide. But that's the mentality, Your, your too. future. But you that's get what the, I'm saying? But here's the, here's the difference. So that's why people feel like, like you have to hear it all so you could decipher on your own. You right. know what I'm saying? But some people don't think like that. They feel torn. Here's the thing. It's mainly our community. Like, I'm going to be honest yeah. with you because 
in other communities, they teach to don't be afraid to ask. And if you yeah. need help, ask. And they help yeah. each other. I can honestly say I am a I am a clear victim of that. I, I don't like to ask, ask for help. That's both of us. Fear of throwing shit in my face. Okay. That's my problem. If you gonna if I'm gonna ask you for something or I'm gonna say something, don't throw shit in my face when it don't go the way it's supposed to go, or don't do that shit to me. Or if I say you know I need help with anything, it could mm-hmm. be advice, it could be money, it could be anything. Right. Oh, oh well. Um, and then it goes to throw it back in my face, and I don't like that shit because well, you gotta do a, I can't a, a pony because I need it. it. Right. The help. Right. right. You know, and that's and that's that's my biggest issue, and I think because of how we were raised. That has shown us how to behave, to be self-reliant. And then then therefore we self-reliant. So the pressure falls on just our shoulders. But at least I know I could trust me and I'm not going to throw nothing back in my face. Right. Whereas somebody on the outside, because nine times out of ten, if they're going to throw it back in your face, two or three people already know about it. True. You know what I'm saying? So it's like now I got to feel isolated in my space with you. And so and so, so and so, and so and so, no. And then they get loud about the shit in front of you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a whole dynamic that happens. Um, so I can honestly say I do not ask for help much for that reason. Because I, think, I think that's both. Of I us. don't want to. We're both guilty of that. Throw shit in my face. I'd rather struggle and do <coughs> rather, it on my own. I'd rather exactly. give my last dime exactly. instead of ask anybody for anything in order yep. to get it done. Noodles like, and noodles for the week, bitch. Right. I ain't asking for nothing. Finger up in the water, like thumbs but up. But look at that mentality I'm and how good. it's setting us back. So we say we want to move forward as a community. We want to move forward as a people, but it's hard to do that when you're it afraid is. to ask. You're, it or, is. I've gotten better with it. I must admit, because you know what made it better for me. It made it better for me because I changed the circle of my friends and mm-hmm. my people who I be around, who I'm around. It made you comfortable. It to made come me out. comfortable to come out, and and it made they made me comfortable in knowing that they were standing by their words in terms of I got your back, right, and no judgment here, and I got you, sis. Mm-hmm. Versus making me feel like it's going to be thrown back at me somehow. I got nothing but love and reception from my new found new found family, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think it makes it easier to open up cuz I'm a I'm a guys girl. I always grew up with guys, hang around guys. So, I get it with the guys, but when it's girls it's like it's a very draining energy being around a lot of women because it's a lot of emotion around right. it. So, but y'all are great at healing each other too at the same are, time. We, and that's why it's so important once and, I found out what sisterhood was like. But here's the crazy thing great. with that. Like, you can have that circle, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you and your girlfriends. We'll just say that, right? And they, they can tell you, look, I know you love this dude, but this dude ain't good for you. Leave so now we go from not having the counsel and guidance to having it and you're just ignoring it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that you, 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 it's an easy way to pass up on stuff because you wasn't yeah. paying. You wasn't but, paying but you know, I would I would rather my friends tell me that Todd, you don't don't do that. That nigga, he probably got something. Leave him alone. You right. know what I'm saying? Toxic. Toxic. I, I mean, and they can see it from a mile away, but you're see, not paying attention to and it. And see, the thing is, they can see what I tell them, right? Right? Even if they never met him. But if you know a side of him that they haven't seen, I think that's what holds on to the that's what you're holding on to that side of him that you guys don't know. But that's a, what I was getting and, at. No, and, I get and you. So, yeah, okay. so sometimes they could say okay. that and it's only based on what you said. And that's why I say it's not always a wise idea to run and tell that about everything that's going on. True. Because they take those little pieces that that might hurt my friend. They and just I'm form hold their own story with and it. they form their own story. So but but I think once you create a certain circle 
uh, or a bubble of people that you're around that can actually truly be like, listen, I already know you don't want to hear this shit, but I got to tell you, I'm one of those persons. You have a hard con- have the hard conversations with me. And I think we was talking about this earlier and we could squash the shit and move on. Right. I might not, but I need on the receptive side, I need you to understand. I'm going to hear what you're saying, sis, but I'm not going to be able to break every chain right now. Mm-hmm. So just because you hear me still talking about this same dude in another week don't mean in a month he gonna be in the picture. Okay. You get what I'm saying? No, I get I get exactly what you're saying. I think people want to right now kind of right, you know. but I also too um don't want us to miss over that that coming from that survivor's mentality where we come from, like where we you know it's scarce of people that we can trust. Um, that develops that that mentality that I don't want to hear nothing from nobody else because I made it this far on my own. So mm-hmm. why should I listen to anybody? Even if you have trusted people around you. So it's like you still have to deal with that mentality. Yeah. Like that's that mentality to say, prime example, um, wanting my first my first car. You want something flashy. You do. You but want you something that's gonna be appealing. It's not even a hoopty, but <laughs> what what happened with is flashy more important or is something reliable more important? Yeah, the engine. Right. <laughs> not the custom rims and, and the, the paint and job the and, you got the speakers and the, and in there uh-huh, but the, the engine ain't worth shit ain't the transmission worth the ain't sitting worth sitting in your yard for two years <laughs> but it look good but it look good as fuck with a candy coat we can take a picture in front of that motherfucker but you can't but do nothing with it. it we can't do nothing with it but it's not reliable right. and I think and many times when you have that that, that survival kind of friendship and, friendship is like that it, be flashy but not reliable at all not flashy but not flashy right you know, that's what I'm talking about. Like, you can have friends with all the bells and the whistles, but they don't come with, with no, no substance. You know what I'm saying? But even at, even if they're reliable, if you're not in a place to mentally experience, ex- does it yeah. matter? Um, I think it kind of does because if, it, if, if it's a, not a reliable source, then it can go in either way. It could influence you in the wrong way. You so, know what I'm saying? So we are saying that our friends around us do they, they influence us in our decisions to some level. Because if you really have a leader spirit about you, mm-hmm. you'll be fine. And you can sustain without being in, um, what's the word? Uh, you know, influenced. Right. You can live your life without being influenced, but the exposure makes it a little. Yeah, a, but a we are, easy. we are, we are directly and indirectly influenced by things around us like that's why i said like right growing up from that survivor's mentality to grow up to that point where it's like i don't care or i don't want to hear it because you feel like you know so it could you know what i'm saying like it could I, I see what you're saying i just feel like on some level that's how some things penetrate you know what i'm saying over time things can penetrate but i do know i've been friends with some people for a long time mm-hmm. and i don't take away the friendship part of it because i don't necessarily listen to everything they say so it's kind of like i think we talked about uh compartmentalizing our yes, friendships because so you got have some friends it. that just know some stuff that others don't or you just got something that you don't give access to come into those those like inviting them in your closet to see those skeletons. Sometimes you just keep mm. them out. You have some that you may go out and hang out with. Yeah, you have some that like you know. some of your friends are judgmental. Like you have, I have, I have a friend or two that they they don't judge me because I'm a special kind of person. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's part of my that's part of my claws coming in. Got to accept me for who I am. You well, know, don't deal with me at all. Yeah, because I can't. It's just who I am in my core. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. But you do have some people that do have these small judgments that change over time. Like, I remember me and some of my friends at the beginning, and I would just ask them, you a little bit judgmental, ain't you? You know? And they'd be like, yeah, I am. How you know? And I'm like, I can see it when you look at certain stuff. I can see your, your um, you know, how you look at something or how you approach it. Right. And, and based on how you approach that situation, it might make me rethink or reconsider how I say something to you. 
or if I'm going to say it to you at all because how you judge the, the last situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it could be right, a general. Right, right. No, no, I get that. It could be a general thing. They're not in a place to give you healthy advice. Yeah, and it could be as healthy as place. they well, know it to be. But if but if they're in a judge, if you know that they're in a judgmental place, why would you try to get something beneficial? Especially if it's vital. Yeah. Like with a decision yeah. that you have to make, like they might don't like it because of the way a person wears something or the way they mm-hmm. display their like they give that's you any when, reason. See, that's when I take it take the initiative to explain to them what's in front of them instead of letting them even get to that judgment point. Right? So if my friends see something, they're like, why would she put that on with that? You know? I'm like, well maybe it's because she a little she a little fluffy. So most of the time what us fluffy chicks do, we wear a high waist pant so that we don't so we conceal a little bit so she probably cropped up you know you get what i'm saying it's like right. i think it's a, also an opportunity to also um share wisdom too because you're on that side of the fence of the you don't want the non you don't want the judgment but they probably have never been exposed to that kind of lifestyle so it's your job to kind of teach them to make it a teaching moment so they could take the judgment out completely and even beyond judgment when you just know that the level of where people are and where they're trying to aspire to mm-hmm. be in life so it's kind of the friends are important around us because we the, we can't elevate if yeah. we got people who still too so grounded true. so if you're trying to go somewhere and they're not trying to go there they're comfortable with mm-hmm. where they are they're going to tell you to pass upon a lot of opportunities that may separate you guys mm-hmm. so they, they, you, you or they're gonna pass you because they oh wait, necessi- wait wait which wait, person you talking no, about no i'm saying so I, I have a decision that could possibly elevate me okay and my you profession talk, okay, and what so i'm does. doing but mm-hmm. and them friends mm-hmm. don't want you to go because they don't want to be challenged like that they don't want to have to go like that or deal with you separating from them so they'll tell you something that'll deter you from making a decision to to pursue to, that to opportunity pursue it, right so um it's very important like i know we like to say we compartmentalize the people around us but the people who are close to us have to have that same drive that same mentality that not 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 saying they have to do what we do right but they have to be passionate about what they do so we could be successful whether it be my friend a construction worker my other friend a realtor uh i'm doing entertainment but they're all thriving and we're motivating each other like so let me ask you this question then because Okay, say for instance, okay, we have our friends. We have different kinds of friends. Like mm-hmm. I say, I got all kind of friends. I got ratchet friends. I bougie. got bougie friends, mm-hmm. you know. Um, do corny. you think, oh, very corny. I'm corny too sometimes. Um, but do you think having those kind of friends around you, I would say those less fortunate, those are not who are not as um, informed on certain things or may not have had exposure to what, a more well-off friend has Mm -hmm. do you think it kind of keeps the humble the humbleness at bay or do you think that that person um i'm trying to see how can i word this without it being so it makes sense you know having somebody around that is a little less accomplished it's always keeping that is it a reminder to the person who's less less fortunate that this person has been able to go and get a house they were able to get a car they were you know they were able to achieve a bigger uh, a promotion mm-hmm. that person who is not in that space do you think they can actually learn something from them some people just don't want to and you got to be able to accept that some people are comfortable being the janitor in the building some people are comfortable being right uh the, that nine to five at the drive through you know working at mcdonald's for 20 years and there's nothing wrong with that and there's nothing wrong with it, that I'm, but they driven 
for or their they're own just purpose. comfortable. Okay. So see, comfortable, the, see, the comfortable yeah. and it's nothing. If if you're a person who's comfortable, we're not judging, but we're talking about people who we know that have passed up on opportunities that have that could have excelled them in their profession and life, right? So yeah. if that you happens do, in couples a lot. Right. We'll get we could get to yeah. that next. So well, yeah. When you talk about the friend, um, that doesn't aspire like you aspire. Um, it, it's a it's a thin line because you don't want to. If that's your day one. They're there for a reason. They've been there through tough times, which they've probably seen you go through some of the roughest battles that you've been through in your life. So mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not a matter of cutting them off, but it's that's what I was telling you. It's le- now distance may separation. happen. Now distance yeah. may happen. Where we hung out every Friday night. Now the, it may come once every three months, mm-hmm. and that doesn't say that our friendship is more or less. It's mm-hmm. just saying that I'm going after what I said <clears throat> I was going after. And if you don't understand that, and what happens with most people is they begin to judge the people who mm-hmm. are oh you excelling. think you all that now right? You, mm-hmm. Oh you ain't got time for us no more. Which you don't come around and hang around mm-hmm. us no more. And it's kind of like mm, no, I need you to understand. So it's mm-hmm. all it has to be a level of understanding across the board. Now when you go to what you just said with that relationship, oh, that yeah. happen more. That happens more so, so more often. People, than people pass up think. on opportunities because. They don't want to displease their spouse, right? Yes, so their spouse likes them in a certain pocket. Yeah, 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 just stay in that pocket right right there. I need you just stay there with the kids, or I need you or get a nine to five with a with a uh, 401k, 401k, exactly. You know, and I think that's what happens a lot in relationships. One person is always accommodating the other, you know, and you miss your life, your soul's purpose, your soul's mm-hmm. mission. You know what I'm saying? Right. Satisfying the other person. Right. Now, when it comes, it's, seen, it's so different from what it is when it's a relationship standpoint as far as friends are concerned as for when it's in a relationship being with your spouse. They're both the same kind of though. Because they, they're kind of the it's, same, it's, but you. But there's the one only, thing we don't choose in life, and that's family. Everything that's else we true. choose. That's family. But <clears throat> when it comes to your spouse, mm-hmm. I you know, it's a more in, it's on a more intimate level. So some things that I will do with my spouse, I won't do with my best friend. Oh, it better and be that's like what, that. And that's what I'm saying. But that's what makes it a little different. Right. Because I share children with this person. Right, or I right. share a life with this person. Right. We share vows. We, we have share, investments together. We have, yeah, we, we, we have a life together. Mm-hmm. And when I'm not with my friends, you still my spouse. You get what I'm saying? Right. So there is a feeling of obligation in terms of, um, doing what you can for that person, but when a person becomes comfortable, that's when codependency starts. Or or uh, or withdraw, like or you or you pull away from. It's when each people other. no, it's when people <clears throat> overcommit themselves. So they commit themselves to the role that that spouse expects so much that they lose themselves, and that's yes. why I say overcommit. People lose because themselves you can commit, a lot. You can commit to the relationship and not lose yourself. Mm-hmm. Me pursuing this does not say I love you any more any or less. less right. It does not say I don't want to be with you. It's not saying that when I'm gone 16 hour days or I'm doing this and doing that, it's not I saying don't, I, don't I don't want to you. be with you, exactly. but I'm doing something that is better than us. us. Exactly. Right. So, and But then there's come some resentment because now you're not here. And how are you doing this for us when what I want is you here? You know, mm, so there's a lot of resentment compromise there. Compromise, too. That has to be compromised. So even. Say when I was doing music, like date I, I, night I gave up. is yeah. a compromise. You have to compromise, yeah. but sometimes it's not enough. True, I've been there. No, I, I get what yeah. you're saying. Where by mm-hmm. not being enough, or it's just that person not wanting to understand what you're doing, or don't agree with what you're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, we talked about how it may be a spouse that wants you to have that comfortable job, 
but you're pursuing something that's not it's comfortable. Not so comfortable. That, that and, and, the income and I'm is okay not with steady. The comfortable. But the income is not as steady. Yeah. It's like you can't rely on this. You may get three, four months worth of pay. And it's like, all right, I don't know what I'm going to do for the other couple of months. We got to budget this the right way. But mm-hmm. some people like to be in such a comfort zone, <clears throat> mm-hmm, right? That mm-hmm. those rocky things is like, yo, I can't do this. Like comfort zone financially, okay, I get. Comfort zone as far as growth, uh, but, uh, growth. In, uh internal growth, does it look the same? Because I think they skew the lines a lot. No, but but that, that financial, the, the main reasons relationships break up is for finances and sex. Yeah. Those are the main Those two Those are the reasons, main two. Right? And so when you got somebody that's working a nine to five, bringing in a steady check, and then you got the other person, they're bringing in money, but their stuff is just not reliable mm-hmm. as day in and day out. But it's coming. And they're working. It's not like they're a bum on the couch or they're just sitting on mm-hmm. social media all day. These people are... Putting in the work, the opportunity just hasn't presented itself, and there has to come a level of sacrifice. That sounds like the acting world. No, that's what I'm telling you. Like, that, not just acting. This sounds music, acting, yeah, music, directing, I'm just saying, like, entertainment, yeah, the artist, in the, as an artist yep. of all types and kinds, and you know, you could paint portraits all day, and then you got to sell them. Entrepreneur who you know? first starting a business. Yeah, so it's a lot. Th- those people who jump out and say, "I want to start this business," but it's gonna take a level of sacrifice on us financially. Some people are not willing to do that, and they'll pass up on the opportunity. Who's to say in five years? You making what you, you making that in Triple. a day, which yeah. you was making in a year. Yeah, and I th- and 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 that's the that's the, I think we kind of touched on this on another topic how people can't see where you're going, so mm-hmm. they stop at the end of the street when you want to go a couple more blocks, but right. they can't see past right. that street. Vision. They visually, Vision. they they being followed. They fo- you know they following follow what they trust and what, what they, they see. see. That's all and, they can trust, and not with faith. Right. So it's like. Now here I am. I'm pushing. I'm still on this journey. I'm on this journey for us, and I seen it. Like God showed it to me. Mm-hmm. You just got to stay focused and right. fixed. But the other person just don't see it. Right. You know. So then, what do you do? You know what I'm saying? You got to make a decision. You got to make a decision, just like you do with your friends. You have to say, well, um, now we go to date night. Every, we was going every other day. Mm-hmm. Now we going every week or every two weeks. And now we don't go at all. Right. And now we don't. And and and. I can honestly say in my position, I kind of had that situation with myself where I created date night. You know, I, mm-hmm. I would I would create date night, be, you know, and I feel like the person that's lacking somewhere sometimes is usually the one pushing the most to make it work because right. there is a lack thereof somewhere else. So you or, com- or they're being made feel that there's a lack somewhere. Yeah, so of it, course. It, that's it, why they so, work as right. double but, time. But, but that's the manipulation in the situation right, right there. And it's that's not what an I did. Front thing. It's not an understanding mm-hmm. because I get what you're saying. When I was doing music, I would I would give up on certain concerts just to be around my... But me, honestly, although I could say I missed out on some opportunities um, that could have furthered me musically um, a lot faster, I had intentionally set my mind to say I wanted my children kids mm-hmm. to know who their father was and the exactly that they was two four years old at the time yeah. I didn't want them to be and you wanted to daddy? be present right so it, it was I was willing to pass up on those mm-hmm. things but then you have those people who pass up on 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 opportunities because they don't want to work so we think about this generation yeah. and the things they want it right now they want the microwave mentality but you talk about or talk to or hear the stories of some of the successful people that we know in it society quick they interned, they sacrificed, <laughs> they, sacrificed. they yeah. slept in like the cars, they it, did exactly. all of this type like of stuff. A, especially a lot of the actors. Like I, I um, spoke to some dude, I forget his name, he was on Luke Cage. And um, he spoke to me and he said, you know, I drove up to L.A. and I slept in my car for three months. And then I got Luke Cage and then he got some other stuff after that. Mm-hmm. 
And it was like, you know, some people make those major sacrifi sacrifices. Like um, Viola Davis, one of my idols. I love that lady. She actually started on Broadway. Like, she did a lot of Broadway shit first. And then she started to just flourish. You think you just see them and how to get away at with murder moment, or at, at, on as help. As if they didn't put in years As if they didn't put in years. But then when right. you see a lot of videos, you're like, wait a minute. That's to um Taraji B Hens P Henson right Tiffany you know? Haddish or oh, Tiffany Haddish these people you, years well, and work. see but what but, but you know I've heard I don't know a lot with Tiffany Haddish I heard that she wasn't putting in much work she was just discovering on we never you know, know the, but we the don't details know. of everybody's stuff but we just know that exactly. there's a level of sacrifice in order to get success exactly. or order to get what you want <clears throat> but like I was saying in the original point like the people the mentality of this generation and the people that we see now that we come mm -hmm. across it's they don't want to work for it they're really quick they don't want to work for it really I, quick. And, and that's why i give kudos to icast with teach his own because we sacrificed and compromised to be able to come together to build yeah. something together because we was looking at the long term mm -hmm. and we was like yo this is an opportunity that can help us all yeah. and help me individually like mm -hmm. because you gotta think you, your individual goals are important to the overall vision as well exactly so it, it's putting in the work sacrificing and developing it but most people pass up on opportunities because they don't want to put in the work to develop it and that's relationships yeah, that's jobs a, yeah. that's career like i don't want to deal with it if i got to put too much work in it yeah and 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 not realizing that the hard work is what is what really gets you by on those tough nights i think you talked about tough that days. yeah you talked about that even with the you ethic. the woman you are it became mm -hmm. because of of what you had to go through coming up and not, oh yeah uh, just as a young parent as a young parent just yeah as a young parent I was like you, 22 when i had my first kid and even though that sounds like you out of the teenage years and all of that, you're still finding it's still yourself. you finding your, that's the that's the fun years. Mm -hmm. That's the years where supposed, you're supposed to yeah. be having fun. You're supposed to be in a that's sorority. Your whole phase. Your whole phase. You know, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. Thank for most, God for, I, most. for most people. Yeah. See, I was I was tying down knots. You know what I'm saying? I had children. I had one one kid at 22. I should have been out partying. I should have been in a sorority. I should have been pledging. I should have been in college. You right. know, so it was a lot of things. And just so I could make this very clear, I didn't want to go to college because I felt like college wasn't for everybody. True. I went to college at 28 years old when I knew what I wanted to do. Say that. So that way I didn't keep changing the major five and six times because I can't figure out what the fuck I want to do with my life. Sidebar. Don't go to college and waste all that financial aid and be in, in <laughs> thousands debt. of dollars of debt and you don't know what you want to do. Exactly. Go ahead. So, and also, side note, my student loans are paid off for yeah. 10 years. Ooh. So, I don't got that problem no more. Got you get you. what I'm saying? I was people, 28 yeah. when I got into college and I paid that thing off by the time I was like 20, so, 20 32. So, we know that people our age, right? We mm -hmm. know. By seeing on online, they flying out, they going to different countries, mm -hmm. and us being us having children in our twenties, mm -hmm. you know, uh, mm -hmm. having our kids, uh, establishing relationship, our investments, and things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Is there a slight part of you sometimes that look and be like, I think I missed my window of opportunity? No. To Okay. I used to feel like that. I ain't gonna lie. When I used to see people traveling, I'm like, dang, I want to travel because I didn't travel a lot because I had kids, right. you know, and it was hard. Mm -hmm. But now the joy that comes to my face when I get to travel now, it feels like, okay, I earned this. I earned this goddamn trip. I put in my time. I did what I had to do. And I raised my kids. You know, if I hadn't had my kids young, if I tried to have kids at my age right now, I'm looking at my life right now. Right. I wouldn't want kids. Boom. Because I've been so by myself for so long, mm -hmm. 
I wouldn't even want to have any children and bring them into this world. And then by the time I have, what, a 10-year-old, I'll be, what, 50-something? You so, get what I'm saying? Yeah. How can I really enjoy my children at that age? Not to say that people can't because no, a grandma, lot of celebrities. My, my and, youngest uncle is younger than me. My grandma had him in her 50s. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you just never know. Right. Um, I didn't want that for my life personally, but I didn't even say I was going to have kids at 20-something either. It was mm-hmm. just like it just kind of happened. It fell in place. I found a man that I wanted to have my children with, and I did. Right. And, um, you know, but when you get to a certain age, you already know it's a grace period. You, you, Then your biological clocks are ticking. And then you meet a guy, and then you're like, okay, motherfucker, it's about that time because I'm like 35 years old, and I, I got to hurry up for I don't have, you know, so I don't have any right. children with disabilities or whatever. So it's like a whole rat race to create a family, and then it puts and pressure on the on other life, spouse. You go, like, even if you do find the right person, sometimes, like, that person is beyond that. That's the reason why yeah. they never got into it earlier because they, yeah. they don't want They don't want that, that, that they life. Want, they may want you, but, but they, they don't, don't want, want that life. life. <laughs> and you know what? To be honest with you, that happens even in a dating game. They want you, but they don't want your life. Mm. So it's it's different. It's different stages. I would say every life lifetime is a different lifetime. Like in the beginning, I'm happy I had my kids early because I do have other lives that I'm responsible for. I really don't know how much I would get done if I was single. You get what I'm saying? Like, not to say that I'm. Hold a, up, what you mean by how much okay, you would get? I th- I, meaning, to me, I would think you would be a workaholic and have I mean, the children of course, not be here because I'm still a workaholic. Right. But I'm saying, I, I when I look at my kids, they are my purpose most of the time. Yeah, like when I look motivation. at them, my motivation changes. Yeah. My motivation only lasts a few minutes versus a few days. You know what I'm saying? I don't have room for. Um, developing any type of or oh, you can't uh, sit in a dark up. place too long, right? Yeah, you, you can't. can't sit there. You got to go through the moment, process, and it's like, yo, I got to get back. Exactly, up I got to get feet back up because I got, I got this little girl pulling at my my skirt saying, right. "Mommy, I want to eat." Right? Why, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I got the school calling me, telling me I need what. So it kind of holds you accountable for life, right? Uh, and taking care of the children that you um, you but know brought into in this that, world. You developing those children has developed you into a better woman. Into a better person. So even with mm-hmm. you, like you said, you going to see the world now, it's a whole different, it's a different perspective on mm-hmm. it. But now you, you're able to come back and that which and you've been developing. And enjoy the life that I, And you even know, share it with them. And share it with them. Share them parts of my life and then want to take them with me. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, I think we spoke on this before, visit my children in their different worlds. Mm-hmm. I, I, now I have something to look forward to. And yeah. then even when they're too old for for me to be in their damn face, I'm going to be in my grandkids' yep. face. <laughs> and th- so my life will never change. My li- I mean, my life will always be changing in a way where I always have something. Whereas I was never, I waited too long and now I can't give a, fa- I can't give myself a family, me and, and my and husband yeah. a family. You know, that's why a lot of, it's a, and, and not to take away from anyone else who's, you know, because everybody does treatments because they have to, like fertility treatments and mm-hmm. stuff like that. A lot of people have issues with having children, yes, but a lot of women of, of a mature age, over a certain age, have a more difficult. It's a risk it's factor. It's a risk like, factor like, now. It's, it's always been a risk <clears throat> factor throughout history, mm-hmm. like with women having yep. children, um, kids, um, <laughs> you know, the risk of life and death. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, catch your own mistakes, okay? Because ain't nobody want to think about Whatever. it but you. <laughs> so it was always a risk with life and death with birth, uh-huh. period. But yeah. when you're talking about getting up up in age, like that, that risk factor starts to go uh-huh. way up. And way like, up. You know, as a man, I wouldn't want my woman to risk going through that mm-hmm. if that's what it took to have another, uh, you know, have a life, to bring a life in this world. So Yeah, and see, but sometimes you got to understand the maternal instincts of a woman. Like when that clock is ticking, it's not, and it's going to sound so selfish, but it's not what you want. 
is what she wants to give you and what she wants to give herself. It's kind of like, like, it's this song called End of Time. And um, he talks about leaving long, leaving a legacy behind. He wants to impregnate his woman. Because mm-hmm. he said, if I die legacy. tomorrow. That's our greatest I creation. Wanna, right, right. You know, I want to have a baby. You know, would you have this baby with me? And it kind of makes you feel like, yo, I want to be able to do this. I knew someone who um, was pregnant and decided to keep her baby. And she had cancer. She decided to keep the baby when she found out she was pregnant. And she was like, you know, if I pass away, then I know I left something behind for not only me, but for my husband in memory of me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And she actually did pass away. Um, Rest her soul. She passed away. I think the baby was six months when she passed away. The cancer had gotten worse um, and she passed away. And me and her were pregnant at the same time. So it was kind of a hard thing for me because she used to do my nails and, um, I, she wanted a girl and I wanted a boy and I had the girl and she had the boy. So it was like a whole thing. And people people don't understand legacy and how it works and how you want to give something to somebody or how you want to give something to think, yourself to move on. But I think people do <clears throat> understand legacy. What happens is. No, pe- I mean, outside people, people look at in. But people um, choose the career legacy more than the family legacy nowadays. I need to get yeah. this paper. I need to get this house. I need, I need to, to get, get these cars. Money. I need to get this. Mm-hmm. I need to get that. Mm-hmm. And then when you do think about this, it's like, damn. Now you go to that big got, ass house by yourself. I ain't got time got to, to mm-hmm. do this. Because mm-hmm. even if they do have a successful uh, pregnancy and birth later on in age, all that you was working for, you're more than likely devoting your time to that. Mm-hmm. So you're not even properly parenting. So let me ask you this, because I saw, I heard a pastor. I can't remember his name. Y'all know I'm terrible with names. Um, terrible. But it was a pet terrible. <laughs> Shut up. I had a, a pastor, I heard a pastor say, he said, you know, it's best when you meet someone to already be established in your career or in your, um, you know, in your line of work. So when you meet the person, that person knows who you are and what right. to expect when they meet you and what your life looks like. But that's, that's but risky. I don't, it is. Yeah. It is and, and I say that because a lot of people don't know themselves until they start being in the presence of somebody else. Or it, it's. Like we we believe when you're at 21, you should know what you're going to do, but that's not that's necessarily not, that's true. That's not People true. It depends on where your themselves. life puts you. Like me, I feel like I'm starting over. You know what I'm saying? Or, it just depends on how, what with the, the 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 track that your life took. Right now, in that aspect, what what he was saying about already being established, knowing what you want to do. Okay, on some level, I get it. I know I want to be an artist. Okay, let's just say that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that I'm going to be my best me. Sometimes there's someone else who brings out the best in you. So when that person comes into your life, they have the ability to influence you in a way that makes you want to be better in a different way than what you've normally been. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when I heard that, I kind of agreed on some level. But then the other part of me was like, you know, when you meet someone, sometimes someone else has the ability to to give you a, a, a give you a feeling of euphoria that you wasn't able to give yourself right, but or the way that you think or the way that you look at things because now you got another life, mm-hmm. you know, that you so closely knit with. Traditionally, I would agree with the statement because mm-hmm. even in African traditions, when you come get the woman, you got to already have a place set up for her. The father won't release the daughter unless they know that you are financially stable mm-hmm, for it. Mm-hmm. In the day of time that we're, we're in now, a lot of 
couple success stories you hear that they started from the bottom and kind of grew mm-hmm. together. So yeah. they and they didn't know where they were. Yeah. They wasn't established. Right. You you they grew tell together. the story. Right. They grew together. Yeah. They evolved together. And although sometimes we do grow and they go into these different lanes directions. and directions and things uh-huh. like that, but it's still we can't put stuff like like that on the table because people gonna miss out on perfect opportunities yeah. all the time. Yeah, like right now, I can honestly say I know a lot of guys who who say, "Oh, I want a boss. I want a girl who got her own this and I her own that." But then when you get with the girl, she's she's so busy in she's her in her working. paper, she's she not thinking it. about your ass. Oh, so I need now, you home more. I need, I need you, you here, right? And it's like now you mad. But mm-hmm. that's what you ask for. Right. You know, instead of, you know, and I'm not saying you pick up a girl and she ain't got no, you know, job and she not. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm not saying you do that. I think that's actually where the conversation <laughs> came from. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up, me and, hey, we you was know? talking and we was talking about how, um, we, we yeah, that's what <laughs> we knew I that, said. We, knew, we, we were in the car, me and Malcolm, um. And I we said, was driving, talk where it came from. And we was, dri- <laughs> we was driving from the Dale store, um. And we saw a young lady walking. We knew she was young. And it was like, um, we wouldn't even give it the time of day. She walking. You know what I'm saying? Because us was like, yo, we're dealing with women who, who are bosses, who have their own. So, like, to us, that would be a downgrade to go backwards, right? So, but then we have to come back and, and rewind, rewind that because it's like, one, you don't know no. what that person had in life. Exactly. Like, like she me, because I, I, I like walking. She could probably just walk. Like, yeah, I like, like walking around. She like, might have just come from the store or I something. I walk from block to block. Me I too. just walk around, but that don't mean I don't have a car. Exactly. That don't mean I don't have a house. Exactly. So, we, we, it was a judgment on the surface level. It mm-hmm. was, but mm-hmm. that's what it but, told But me. if it wasn't on that level, like real shit, if it wasn't the girl just walking down the street... Is that something that men actually consider once they've been? Nigga, y'all, y'all, they've y'all been, consider it. What are you talking no, no, about? No, no, no. Let me let me get my no statement out because this. Sitting on. Okay, well, for that was the nineties or the two thousands. That's not the early mentality 2000s. now. No, but listen, I I do think women are a lot forgiving. A lot of forgive. A lot in a lot of ways they are forgiving in some way, and if there are, I do. If he laying that. Listen, deep. if he laying that good dick, <laughs> listen. But we talk about the initial. But we talk about the initial. Them initially, yes, because right. women naturally are nurturers, so we naturally want to help our man. Trying to baby no need. I'm not saying I would. Shit, you. Okay. I'm just. Saying, I'm speaking for the yeah. general. I'm not speaking for my goddamn. <laughs> so I'm just saying. But then you got. I'm. I'm asking from a male point point of view. You say after you've done with dealt with bosses, anything else will be considered. Counting your losses, but I did say with that we we. But I retracted. I retracted. I got. I got in, it. In a lot but of what aspects. I'm saying is. Do you think that's the mentality? Now, y'all purposely, y'all were different because y'all actually retracted. Y'all mm-hmm. actually thought, well, well, wait a minute. Now, what and is we she? only retracted about what we just said. But how many men would do that? We, we can Because retra- initially you meet somebody who might be that way, right? But then on some level you say, guess what? I meet this girl and she ain't got that much or whatever, whatever. I think she is completely not even a consideration. She just sex right now, or she just something right now. Like she's automatically in that box and not knowing what her aspirations are or nothing. Can I but talk? y'all retract. Can I talk? I mean, I guess so <laughs> since you're giving me the dirty looks. I mean, I, I, listen. It's on you right Everybody now. got them it's triggers. Calm. Everybody Look, got coming them triggers. Back. No, no, no. But I get you what know? you're saying. The reason why I retracted because, like I said, I like to walk around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So. If somebody was judging me from the outside, they wouldn't even know. No, so right. you have that on that aspect. But even if a uh, a man does see a woman walking, see a woman catching the bus, see a woman 
um, where she's at right now. In that moment. That's still that a deadly moment. place to judge her at that mm-hmm. place because that she could be sacrificing right there, going to school, mm-hmm. but she's going to be a neurologist, mm-hmm. a pharmacist, a doctor. So mm-hmm. she's in school for all of this she stuff. She could be on break. Right. But you're judging her from what you're seeing in her appearance right there. Yeah. I think that's very, very And, and this is why I push the envelope for dating. Let me tell you something. A lot of, like you said, a lot of the new girls, a lot of the new girls, um, it's, it is mostly women bosses. I'm a boss. And a, okay, yeah. But you got a lot of guys that also, on some level, don't believe in dating anymore. They don't believe in courting anymore because they like, um, I ain't finna pay for no free meal and no free drinks and then I don't get no pussy at or, the end of the night. Yeah, right. It's or an expectation from it's it. Expe- right. So, back in the day... There was courting. Oh, yeah. You had to court for a minute. You had to court. And you had to, before you got puss, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You had to just you talk and yourself. sit with somebody. Yourself. And that's how you can create a connection. And that's what's wrong with the dating game now. They don't create a connection. They drop dick pics in your DM and think that's a connection. But, that's what the new connection is. But then, And I say that that's why people pass up on stuff because they don't want to take the time to work and develop it. And develop. The that's and the work develop. that got to go into it is the courting, the conversations, the round but, drinks but and having a good time and vulnerability everything happens so fast for 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 this generation that i think that they don't realize that love is one of those things that you can't rush you gotta nourish it it's like a plant you you can't put all right by this date it needs to be at this point it's kind of like how can you say that right now like i want a whole fucking tree by the end of the year no you gotta plant the seeds first dog and water it man eric was listening to something where where the dude said his wife told him that after they got engaged that she they wanted to get married within a year Right, so she mm-hmm. had gave him a timeline with the expectation. So it, it now if it, I need you to fix the damn door in the house, it's an expectation, goddamn it, because <laughs> I need that goddamn door fixed. But when it comes to lifespan and stuff right. like that, it's like it's kind of hard. because shit happens. Or, or long term, like say if I if I if I get an artist, so say most of the CEOs that are presidents and CEOs now, or most of these Def Jam, Universal, they started off in intern positions. Even if you look at somebody, I don't agree with them all the way, but um, you got somebody like, uh, like Diddy. Like, but they took these diamond in the rough. They saw something that nobody else saw. They saw and they polished something and, and they polished them and worked great. and developed But you got to find the, the right person willing to polish the diamond. But that's what the whole, that, that's what we come from. We're bred from developing, working, right. nurturing, cultivating. Now it's like, ding, I need it done right now. Well, do what you got damn self. Negroes don't even cook the same no more. They get these they dinners that these you just look, pop in the microwave. Yeah. Where's the love and the food to, to take the time to yeah. marinate it, to develop? Like, there is no... Marination, period. T- time is, in, like, enjoyable. The it's, thing it's is, time, the memories. Is, time is valuable. And, time is wonderful. And we getting cut And people off. need to get time to coat. All right, we getting cut off here. Okay, Dang, let's well, we're cut it off. In it's all right, we'll get back in. <clears throat> don't, be, don't be rushed. Cut it off. Damn. What? No, I'm just saying. You the one said. You the one brought it. To, okay. All right. She gonna change tones now while we go into <laughs> our next segment, y'all. We gonna go into memoirs of a mama. Welcome to Memoirs of a Mama. Now, Memoirs of a Mama is where women, mothers, get to vent about all the crazy shit their kids do or all the stuff they got to go through just being moms. All right. So today, my mantra today is going to be tomorrow is a new day. It's a mantra that I can get. 
I mean, that I use often and it gets me through my day pretty much. Um, it kind of reminds me not to let the wrath of your day go down on you in a sense where you're having a pretty bad day. You just say, you know what? I'm just going to let it go. And then tomorrow will be a new day. Just let it go and let God. It's easier said than done. But just let it go. At least let go the emotional parts of it because I think that's what builds the resentment in the relationships that we build with our children. So I use this mantra in my parenting because I do believe that anything that happens today doesn't necessarily have to follow you into the next day. Just wipe the slate clean so you could think clearly and have bigger and more important conversations with your children without the pain of dealing with whatever that was it that you were dealing with. So if you can just take time to just breathe, smile, stop, and remember that tomorrow is a new day. And in that moment, nothing else matters. Welcome, 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 my fellas, gentlemen, kings, young gods. Y'all know what time it is. This is Diary of a Dad. And this is our time, our moment, our space where we get to come together, that we get to talk about what it is to be the black father, the experiences that we go through, and, you know, try to come up with some solutions and some thought-provoking topics that may make us better as fathers. All right, so I want to get into this today. Today, I want to read something to you all, and I want, I want to expound on it. It says, I never want my kids to mess up and think, Daddy's going to kill me. I want their first thought to be, I need to call my dad. This is a very serious one right here because now we're talking about the mentality of our children that we're developing as we raise them. So if your child doesn't trust you, or rather I should say, normally the child feels it's okay to go to the mom to talk about those things that they may be fighting with, struggling with. But I believe in this day and time, we have to make it acceptable for the fathers to be that safe haven as well that the children can come to. And I'll give myself as an example that this is a learning experience that we're learning as we go, especially when we didn't have a father ourselves to teach us. You know, a lot of things we have to retract, you know, we're unlearning to relearn type things. So one day my son came home from school, this was about a year and a half ago or so, and he was on. He came home and he was just crying. And I'm like, yo, what's up? What's up with you? You know, I never discourage crying, but it's like, what are you crying for? The reason why you're crying. And he was like, well, I was on a on the basketball court and these two eighth graders came and, and they, they pushed me and, and took the ball away from me. So in my head, you know, I grew up in, in the city. I, I grew up on scrapping and fighting all the time. So my first initial thought was, well, you crying because of that? Why you ain't do nothing about it? Right. And he walked away just looking so defeated to the point where I had to come back about 30 minutes later. And I was like, you know what? That's my fault. The way I was raised is not the way that you were raised, son. So we started talking about self-defense. We started talking about how to protect yourself. We started talking about how to avoid those type of situations when you see them coming and even pay attention to it. So in that moment, I was able to correct a mistake I had made with my child and that could have been something that that hold long-term consequences later on that he would have never came to me and talked about something more drastic down the line so what I'm saying fellas is do you want to be a prison warden or a safe haven think about that all right <laughs> we want to slurp we don't want to pop <laughs> oh we recording <laughs> 
All right, y'all. This is our section, our CTA, where we give y'all a little bit of mind, mind food. food. All right, y'all. Or brain food. Oh, you can get that brain. <laughs> All right, y'all, this is our section of Mind Food where we give you a little call to action. Solutions, basically, to everything that we've been talking about in this episode yeah. ain't worth the time. That was a good conversation, for real. Or is it? It's it's a necessary conversation. It's not good mm-hmm. for people who are not willing to receive it. But it's a good conversation and topic yeah. to have to bring up, especially when you're passing up on stuff that could benefit. Benefit you. And, and the people around you. And stop being afraid to, you know, ask for help. Let's know? get these people some Mind Food. You ready? I'm ready. Go ahead. Oh, that made me go first. All right. So I'm, I'm going <laughs> to right, tell you simple like this. Everything that glitters isn't gold. What looks good doesn't mean it's good for you. <clears throat> Think about it. There are those who fail to see the value in the little things or people in low positions. Then there are those who see treasure in trash. Which are you? Life is about the choices we make and the people we give access to in our space. Think about your choices. And the opportunities you're passing. <laughs> and that's my CTA go. Okay, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> you feel me? Discovery Channel. Holla. Sounded like I God on the mic. I got you over here. What a gray hair at. Okay. Fuck you. Get <laughs> <laughs> the people some mind food. <laughs> all right, y'all. So I want you all to Wait, just time out. She just pointed at the gray hair the on one. your chin. <laughs> <laughs> You got one in your nostril too. <laughs> I'm trying to cut that shit. I just don't want to say nothing. That shit be hanging. You gonna out. have to tweeze that little motherfucker. You gotta, you had to tear up in the eyes for that little motherfucker right there. You gonna have to get a little, little teary eyed. I shouldn't even put that on. And blame it on the movie you watching or something. Just man, give him the CTA. <laughs> You had to cry a little bit for that little, grand, that little know, grandpa. Man. That's a grandpa. I ain't dying my shit either. Don't die. Don't Beijing it. <clears throat> All right. So I want you guys to think about this. Just create a life that is created in time. Choose your friends wisely. Because we are directly or indirectly affected at some point. So stop judging the book by its cover and take time to read the damn book. Mm. And in that moment of judgment, you have the ability to turn it around and make it a teaching moment. You know, life is too short not to live it. So make sure you live your life with no regrets. Because guess what? Nobody else gives a fuck. Ooh. Mm. Mm. You mm. heard that. I felt that one in my pelvic Ooh. bone. Should have bought a Honda. But I bought a Sebring. Mama say, Mama Sama, Makusa. Mama say, Mama Sama, Makusa. Yes. <laughs> I said that with I said that with intention and conviction. Yes. Felt that in your balls. Well, I ain't got balls. I just wanted to see if you was on point. I was. I'm <laughs> <laughs> leave that to you. I'm leave that to you. <laughs> and right. it's so hard in here, y'all. Speaking of balls, they're probably sticking to his thigh right now, y'all. Yeah, that's why your titties all out. <laughs> Sweaty titty be. Hey. Sweaty titty be. Hey, Sweaty titty be. Ball, Sweaty titty be. Sweaty titty. Hey. 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 I ain't one of them niggas. Like, <laughs> them niggas be having them big balls out there. <laughs> I'm big. down for the birthday with the big, big balls. <laughs> 
Alright, y'all, that was our CTA <laughs> for this episode. You know it's hot because he's scratching on his armpits, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> a Negro only scratched on his Negro, armpits for two reasons. That wasn't if even it's that armpit. Or nervousness. That was not even my armpit. That was my real bone. Lies you tell. That was right here. <laughs> Man, whatever. We need y'all to do a couple of things for us. We need y'all to follow us over on Facebook and Instagram at No Titles Necessary. And be sure to follow us because, trust me, we are very active on the page. Very active. And you can follow us on Twitter at No Titles Podcast. And if you have any questions or any comments that you want to add, you could go ahead and email us at No Titles Necessary Podcast at gmail.com. Boom. Ooh, killed it. One time. No retakes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm hype. I was, yeah. I was trying to be a hype man because you've been fucking up. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> no, I have not been. You've been fucking listen, up. Listen, I didn't. Listen, you the motherfucker that's scratching oh. on your armpits and saying children. Oh, you the one that's children scratching on that dirty ass rug on the top of your head. Nigga, <laughs> 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 you was laying on the same rug. <laughs> you know. <laughs> hey, we appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for joining us this episode. We're going to make sure y'all holler at us on episode 12. Oh, make sure y'all holler at us, but we'll be here. Y'all just make sure y'all here. Alright. Who's fucking up now? Bye. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Intro to the outro. You're doing too much now. <laughs> Fuck you. Yo, woke up feeling good, feeling better. Thank God for this weather. What you wanna do today? Yo, whatever, whatever. I be talking to myself, cause I know I get her. Yo, she dope and I love her. You would too if you met her. You be stupid to let her slip out of your vision. She be on the next flight for you see that she missing. And I know you don't get it. I just need you to listen. Yo, never let a nigga mess with your intuition, man.